When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, indeed. Caravan Central Wisdom Hour, number 13. Lucky 13. I'm Steve Witchell coming to you live from New Orleans, Louisiana. Lucky 13. This is Tony Byron coming to you live from New Jersey. New Jersey. What's up, buddy? What's happening, brother? How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And again, this did not share on the page, so I'm going to nip this right in the bud. It's supposed to automatically share on the page that we're live. So I'm going to just, I have to manually share it. When it's supposed to share automatically. You need to remain the guy that's doing in charge of that. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh. Stop doing that, Steve. Yes, I need to whip myself here. All right, post into Facebook on... Oops, I got to make sure I put it on the page. There's so much to do. I really need to hire an engineer. Post to Facebook, there we go. All right, we're good. It is a rare Monday night wisdom hour. Um... We usually been doing Tuesdays, but maybe uh, it may be the new norm. Maybe the new norm. Maybe Monday's better. Kick off your week with Monday wisdom. Monday wisdom, and we like to have uh, have this live so people participate and make comments and questions yes. and whatever. Make fun of us. I don't care. Something. Just let us know you're out there. Um, that's why we do it live because we want to include you as part of all of this fun and shenanigans and wisdom. Um. I am also going to share it to the Cover Band Central group, which is, is lately especially has been very active, and uh, I'm happy about that. And uh, people that are listening to this and perhaps not in the group, um, you could just search it on Facebook, and it is a place where you can post anything you want. Um, you could put up your videos or your gigs or uh, ask questions, and that's what a lot of people uh, tend to do. They ask questions, and I really like that. Um, cause it gets people talking and, uh, gets everybody helping each other out, which I really dig. Uh, all right. And I'm posting it to my own timeline too. So if anybody wants to make comments, join in again, listen and be a part of the wisdom, wisdom of the community. Yes. My headphones are a mess now. I thought I had it fixed. If I do like that works, if I clap, it comes back. One ear, one ear is, is... If you yell very loudly and distort them. <laughs> I know. That's not the way to go. I can yell really loudly unexpectedly throughout the show if it helps. 
Yeah, I don't think it's going to help if you yell. It helps if I yell, though. Okay. But I don't want to yell. I don't want to yell at anybody. Or not even myself, when I deserve to be yelled at. Why are you yelling? <laughs> All right, so... Um, now, What's I, new exciting, brother? Well, I, I have to start with... I'd be remiss if I did not talk about this and start with the, the news of the week. Uh, this tr- horrible, tragic event happened Friday, and I know... Uh, we were just talking about it before we started this show a little bit, but I know uh, you didn't hear much about it, so I'm going to tell you for the first time, too, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite sad. Um, a band called Adrenaline, Adrenaline Mob from um, the Northeast uh, were on tour supporting their new album, and uh, they were driving from... Um, they had played in Texas, and then they, they traveled uh, uh, 10 East... Um, to get to, uh, they were going to a show in Florida, and they had a, a van which was uh, pulling a trailer and uh, an RV, and um, the one of the vehicles, I think the RV got a flat tire, and they pulled over the side of the road, and um, an eighteen wheeler tractor trailer um, swerved out of the lane, lost control of his vehicle, and struck the the two vehicles that were on the side of the road. Um, very tragic and very sad. Um, Dave Z, uh, the bass player, he played with um, Trans Siberian Orchestra as well. Very highly regarded in in the music in- industry and uh, very well liked, beloved. Um, unfortunately, passed away from that accident, um, and this happened on Friday. Um, some other band members were severely injured, um, and the the hardest part for me here, dude, um, is. Um, I have a dear friend who was on the RV. Um, her name's Janet Rains. Um, on Facebook, she goes by Jane Train. That's her uh, kind of her stage name. Uh, known her for thirty over thirty years, and uh, we were in bands together back then, original bands and stuff. And she was traveling with the band uh, as their uh, road manager and uh, merch. She was uh, in charge of the merch at the shows, and she was uh, she was in the RV and uh, the, the the whole thing caught on fire, um, and she was dragged out of there um, by the singer um, and uh, a firefighter, uh, Russell Allen, the singer, and uh, a, I believe a, another firefighter. And she's is still, as far as I know, in critical condition. Um, she she was badly burned. Um, and the last I heard, she had some surgery this morning, and she was she's breathing on her own. Um, but uh, she's a dear friend of mine. She, I even call her family you know i I lived at a a house her mom owned owned for a long time and uh for over 10 years and uh i i put a post uh the other day on the page about it for the article and i asked for everybody to kind of send out their well wishes and 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 good thoughts and prayers and everything and i got a lot of responses so thank you everybody out there for for doing that um she's a strong girl and uh, i i could see her pulling through but uh I mean, just just a horrible thing that really hit home with a lot of musicians, um, because we all kind of travel, and we all know the dangers of the road, um, and many of us have been in close calls, too. But this was a this was just a horrific event. So I'm uh, sorry to tell you about this now, uh, this way, but um, it's it's horrible, and uh, you know we're gonna keep her in our prayers for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
I mean, I, I hate to start this off on a downer, but like I said, I'd be remiss if I didn't address that. And um, just to, you know, remind myself and everybody else that's out there traveling for your gigs, even if it's only, even if it's a local gig, you're, you know, you're still getting in the car, you're still susceptible to the dangers of the road. And these people, they weren't even driving, you know, they were just on the side of the road. Um, so, I mean... I don't know that they could have done anything to prevent what happened, but I think it, it, it's in all of our best interest to really um, be as cautious as possible when we're out there on the road. So maybe if, if you have to stop, um, maybe make sure everybody gets out of, out of the vehicles, out of harm's way. Um, uh, hopefully that, that will be a lesson that we can take from this, you know, if we can take anything from it that that's uh helpful um but obviously it's it's sent real big shockwaves in the music industry so i would just say you know if you're out there traveling for gigs and and stuff you know be be as careful as you can be overly careful um you know so i don't know and you know what else brother it's it's a reminder of how fragile life is and for how short of a time we're here and you know, any one of us can be taken at any time. You know, we lose sight of that in in the rush of the day, and it's so important to to really remember that. You know, and be grateful for every minute we're here. And it, it's always sounds cliche, and we know all the sayings people say. You know, live today like it's your last day, and you know, you never know. And but it's all true, right? It's it, at any given time you could not be here anymore. You know, and. and it's just the way life is. So you, you have to embrace it and enjoy it and not waste any time with any bullshit, you know? Yeah. Like I was saying to my buddy Jason Harvey the other day, you know, Jason, I said, uh, we what all have, Jason. <laughs> I said, we all, uh, we all have an expiration date and we don't know what it's going to be. So, you know, enjoy every gig, enjoy every moment as much as you can and live now, live now, be loved, man. Nothing else matters. In the in the big picture, that's it. It's true. Be happy, man. You know, it's all we have. Yeah. So, on that note, um, on being happy and trying to enjoy the moment, uh, enjoy what's going on. I have some updates with one of my bands uh, that I'd like to tell you about. Do tell. Uh, the band I play on the weekend. I play at a place called Crazy Corner here in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. That's on, a crazy place, isn't it? It's it is, on the corner, I bet. It's so crazy that they spell crazy and corner with a K. That's um, genius. Genius. It's on a corner, too, right? I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're not They're not screwing around with Is the that. whole corner crazy? Like, what's across the street from it? Nothing crazy. It's the mild um, intersection. I don't know. <laughs> so you got the mild bar, crazy corner. Mild bar. Yeah. Um so I intersection. Yeah, yes. So I play there uh, every Friday, Saturday with a band called the Esplanade Band, or Esplanade, as some people like to say. And um, we had a sub singer this weekend who has worked with the band before, um, and he is potentially going to be our new second singer because uh, one of our singers is departing um, because he's uh, busy with work and he's he's a little burnt out from Bourbon Street, which happens to a lot of people. Um, but you know, he's, he's a good man. He's been with the, the band since the beginning, since I started it a couple of years ago. 
And uh, our new singer is named Sonny, and uh, he's fantastic, dude. He's uh, got a real high voice. He can sing Steve Perry and uh, Jeff Keith from Tesla with authority. And, you know, nice. Yeah. Um, he sings it real well. And he's, That's refreshing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, he's a long-haired dude. He likes to, you know, play rock star, and uh, he's very good at it. And uh, we're happy to have had him filling in, and, and hopefully he's going to be joining the band. Uh, that seems to be uh, something that's in the works, um, which I'm really stoked about, man, because um, we have a really good band, and um, we uh, we could definitely use that missing piece of, of somebody like him. Our other singer is also very good in his own right, um, but he's different. Um, so the two complement each other very well. And uh, I'd like to, to uh, see this band taken to new heights that's always been sort of my plan for it so um i'm psyched about that very cool dude well congratulations that is exciting yeah yeah great voice man i i really i've worked with him before he plays every instrument it's he's one of those guys man that just sickens you because he's good on, on every instrument uh but i played in a couple uh, a few years ago three probably about three years ago i played uh, uh some tribute band shows we did uh I think we did Journey and Bon Jovi and maybe Foreigner too. I don't know if I did Foreigner with him. Um, but he played guitar for that. And we did... Uh, was that with the drummer from Las Vegas? That was not. Oh, okay. No. For that band, we had a very good drummer who was capable. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I played with him before when he was a guitar player, but I never worked with him as a singer. And uh, I was uh, very, very impressed with his performance. So, Very cool. Yeah. So psyched about that. And uh, status quo at the swamp. Still playing there. Oh, I did want to tell you about this thing, though, um, which is inspiring to me. Um, it's a, a guy I know, but I don't really know personally, uh, but I know him through Facebook, uh, plays in a band down here, uh, another bass player. And uh, he... Uh, uh, referred me to this kid or, or referred this kid to me this uh, I say kid but he's probably his late 20s um, who expressed interest in getting on into Bourbon Street and this guy um, said go talk to Steve Witchell um, which was really cool that somebody would do that say like like I'm the guy who's going to get somebody in there uh, but it might have had something to do with Cover Band Central too I'm not sure but he he'd been e emailing me a couple times, and uh, said he was going to come to the swamp and see me play and and maybe get up on stage and uh, and never did. And then I ran into him at the Roger Water show. I told you about the Roger Water show, right? We talked about that last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ran into him there, and he said he was going to come see us at the swamp, and he did um, a few nights ago. And uh, he was very nervous. It was kind of cute. <laughs> You know, we had a we had a decent room and uh, yep. and uh he's a drummer and he, you know, made a point to get up and say tell me that he was there and, and I said, Oh cool, you know, we'll we'll have you come up and play a couple of songs. What do you know? And this is the first thing that this guy did right. Aside from being aggressive uh about promoting himself by contacting me and then coming out to the club and stuff, um he I said, What what songs do you know? He said, Oh uh, I can play hard to handle. I said, okay, great. He said, uh, I said, what else? He said, uh, walk this way. I said, perfect. We'll get you up to play. Now, the reason I say that is, for one, those two songs both start with drums. 
which is is a great thing to have. We got a drummer sitting in, and he's going to be the first one playing. You know, that's that's a good as far as uh, presentation is concerned. Um, and also, those songs are very very common cover band songs that everybody plays. So those are good songs for him to know if he wants to break into the cover band circuit. So he, uh, we had him come up, play hard to handle, and he nailed it, man. Great, perfect. Um, he knew all the parts, you know, every single part of the song of the recorded version. Uh, played his tempo was his meter was perfect, um, and then we asked him to play "Walk This Way" and same deal. He knew the song, um, so killer. Yeah. So the takeaway from that is is that you know why that is, Steve? No, because he's a drummer. <laughs> That's yes. why. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, any, a good drummer, you're going to get work if you're a good drummer. And he owned it and he played the part authentically at the right tempo. Yep. Like you said, killer. Yeah. Yeah. I was real pleased with that. And it really inspired me more again about cover band central about doing this. And I don't know that he, you know, that he came into it because of the cover band central, but it's cool. Um, well, that, what was his take? What was his takeaway from it? Uh, he Did was he he, the afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Well, not really. He sent me an email because uh, he left while we were still playing, but he sent me an email and thanked me for letting him play. And that's again business wise. That's the that's what you want to do. You know, you you follow up, and um, and then he emailed me again today and asked me uh, uh what other some other pl- good places to play are. Uh, and I just told him, you know, any place, just go out and basically do what you did did with us. Um, go out, shake some hands, and um, and ask if you can play. And most, you know, a lot of bands here are very cool with having people sit in. So that's a good way to go. You meet people, you get work. So he's looking to break in. He'll start as a sub maybe, right? And then he'll, you know, if he's, uh, you know, if he, if he definitely can add value to the situation, then he may find himself in a band. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's how I kind of got started here too in this town yeah so yes that will work uh all right my headphones are really stinking sticking up the place wait i might have to do a clap hang on there's a guy who's who's going for it you know (laughs) he's excited about it he's inspired he wants to uh he wants to break into the scene so he's he's taking action yes you got to be hungry and take action yeah and And like you said some of these things are common sense you know and that's why we call it wisdom hour because some of the things are, are real, real, you know, uh, ordinary, commonplace, common sense things. But again, when you're you're reminded of them, sometimes you forget about it. You know, and you need to be reminded. Yeah, and it's you know, it's like you said, just all the things to do right. You know, the way to promote yourself, the way to nail it. I mean, there's so many things to it. But if you think about it. For the formula for success, you wouldn't do it any other way. You know, you wouldn't go to a club to ask to sit in if you weren't a hundred percent certain of what you were going to deliver. If you hold yourself to that standard, yeah, that's correct. I think great to see that. You know, the guy's serious. He's but we'll probably revisit this next year, and he'll still be around. You know, yeah, I, I hope so. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'll do anything I can to help the guy too. If he anytime he reaches out to me, I will certainly be. Happy to help him. I, I, I really admire that in other people that, that have that hunger and, and that drive. Um, you know, that's how you can make it. You can be successful in anything if you do that. You know, don't, you know, never give up. Just oh, yeah, going. absolutely. Believe in yourself and 
approach it with passion and, and love. And, uh, yeah, get yourself some work, son. Bang on some drums, boy. Right. Knock on some doors and bang on some drums. Um, so that was a thing. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you want to get to the, the clanky Lincolns? Yeah, Dan Ray, right? Yeah, Dan Ray. For those of you who have not been following along, uh, uh, he contacted us quite a while ago now, like probably a couple months ago now, and uh, said probably he like seven episodes ago. Yeah, and he said he liked what we were doing, and he was just starting up a new band, and he was asked for our feedback, and uh, you know sent us a video of rehearsal and and a lot of info about what he's doing, and we've been giving him feedback. So they had their first gig, I guess last week, and. Uh, sent me uh sent us both a video um of the entire show uh, and i watched uh it's it was in a dropbox thing so i watched there was a 15 minute preview thing so i watched that yep, and i watched the same one yes excellent and um so i have some things to i, I made some notes and uh dan I, I i really again want to emphasize that everything uh we say about this is for uh, the positive feedback for your growth. Um, and I think he's already gotten that. Uh, he doesn't take it anything too hard. And, and he, I think he takes it and runs with it. But I also want to make sure that we're kind of saying things that are relevant to other people that are listening to this, that don't know his band and that can uh, come up with a takeaway of, of things that uh, little tips that will help you. Um, so, the the first thing that I noticed when the the video started, uh, well, not one. Of, it was one of the first things, but the the camera angle, um, it was pretty good. It's kind of off. Trying to describe it to people, it's off to the uh, left of or to the left of stage, right, right, yeah, yeah, the left of stage right, and sort of at an angle, um, and it's pretty good. Um, you can see the whole band, um, but my criticism was that I couldn't see the drummer's face because there was a symbol in his way. And it's funny, dude. It's funny because, like, there's memes out there with those pictures of, like, drummers will never make it to the picture because the symbol's right in front of their face. Um, we say just have a drum cam and just use that. Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. Some people do that. They'll do multi-camera shots. No, uh, no multi-camera. Just a single oh, just, drum yeah. and That's it. And the other guys have to, like, you know, come up and sneak in or look or try to you know get in the picture but you can hear him you don't need to see him you know <laughs> that's funny yeah some drummers actually do that i've seen some people do facebook lives that are drummers that they're just showing themselves yeah they don't care cool. about anybody else um the guys man but yeah if you're gonna do the whole band um try to get it so nothing is obscuring anybody else especially their face because I was trying to tell if he was singing and I couldn't see his face. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and then there was a point where there was a harmony and I couldn't see anybody else singing. So I'm assuming he was singing. Um, and I thought, you know what? I think I didn't put this in my notes, but I thought he was a good drummer. You had an, uh, uh, he's using the Roland uh, V drums, electronic drums. And I kind of yeah. liked it, how it sounded. But what, what's your take on it? Well, I, the things I would say is I liked 
the the overall vibe of the band, like the the gel and the groove, was, was comfortable. You know what I mean? It, it felt good. They they weren't you know nervous looking. They you know it wasn't herky jerky, and the drummer was solid. You know, it had a good good feel to it. Uh, again, with the electronics, it's nice that you can mix it into the overall PA volume. You know, so no ma- so it, you get a good balance of sound. But for me, sometimes it's too. Uh, it's 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 too perfect sounding. You know what I mean? It's right. electronic, so it's very um, produced sounding, and it sounds great. You know, but it's there's something to be said. This is just a different vibe with electronic drums, and they're able to pull it off where it has a good feel. You know what I mean? Like I said, the the guy drumming is uh, he's got a nice a, a nice feel to him. Tony Testa, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so my other criticism would my other point would say you know to follow that would be they had a lot of room out front and at one point the guitar player went down front i would have liked to seen all the guys go down front you know or use utilize between the stage and the floor area some more movement there so that uh they would just be you know had some diversity because yeah. you can see it's close quarters on that stage you know yeah. the way they're all standing together i wonder if they really wanted to keep it because our angle wasn't it's not you can't really tell the venue it looked like you said it looked like a hall like a vfw kind of hall i um, want to say like david lee roth like jumps and bruce dickinson you know foot up on the monitor and get out in front right <laughs> um <laughs> but i i wonder I, I wonder if they were kind of trying to reserve that area for as a dance floor i because it was hard to tell if there was any more area of that venue where there was a dance floor so maybe that's why they stuck you know they stuck on the stage yeah, just an observation like i said you know yeah. if you have that available area you, you know utilize it right yeah. I, I mean if what i've done at gigs like that when i've played places like that uh and you have that small stage and then you have that floor area if if there's more area in the venue where people can dance or people can get up and move around and you're not blocking anything what i would do is you know Everybody has their mic stands, and you put the mic stands out front and the monitors, if you have the wedge monitors there, put it out, out front, and that way you have a visual representation of, okay, here's where the stage starts and ends. And then you have that freedom to move back and all around. You just have a lot more room. Um, but, you know, again, it's hard to say if they had that opportunity because we couldn't see the rest of the venue. But to your point, something to think about, right? You put the drummer in the middle on that stage, riser, then you put all the amps right and left to him, you know, like a stage, like you're saying. And then in front of that front line, back line rather, they could be on the floor with the wedge monitors kind of across as a like a, a demarcation line, right? Like you said, this is the band area and then the rest of it's dance floor. Right. But, but in lieu of that, like I said, not knowing what the rest of that venue is, it would just, you know, to break it up a little bit, be cool just to jump down, walk around. Like I said, the, oh, yeah. the one good I got got out there at one point. We just roamed around a little bit, then went back up again. You know, so if they're all roaming around, kind of walking around, you know, and interacting with each other too, that's the thing. You know, like you walk up to the drummer and you know lean in and look at him, or you know hit his cymbal with your fist or something with electronics that'll make the sound cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, with the you know the electronic drums, my feeling like in in that recording, listening to it, it sounded really good to me. Um, but yes, yeah, sort of like a record. Yeah, but. I've played before gigs where drummers using V drums and I usually don't like it as a bass player because I love hearing that 
acoustic sound of the drum kit. You know, the, I want that cymbal ringing in my ear. I want to feel that kick drum. I want to feel the air that it's pushing, you know, like, and you just don't get any of that feeling on stage, you know, and it kind of, it, it sucks the energy for me out of the live experience of the live feel, you know, and like you were saying, it sounds like a record. It sounds so perfect. It doesn't have the little, you know, little sounds that drummers make <laughs> by right. accident. But, but groove and feel first and foremost, you know, and like you said, he's, he's playing the kit. He's comfortable on it. It sounds good. You know, it sounds yeah. natural. But I agree with you. I like that wallop of the kick. And when, you know, when you really lay into the back of a snare, you crack it. You know what I mean? It's everyone wakes up it's loud. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's just something special about live drums. Uh, but but there's nothing wrong with it either. So I mean, if they want to do it that that way, and everybody in the band's happy with how it sounds, I think they're using in ears. I didn't see uh, wedge monitors there, and I think he had mentioned they they were going to use in ears. But dude, the biggest part of that, and we can move on, is that there's there's no bleed, right? There's no cymbals, there's no drum volume blowing up the stage. You know what I'm saying? So in that regard, it's very controllable, and it's not overwhelming. You know, that, that's why it has such a good mix and a sound to it. Because you know how that can get, too. You know, sometimes depending on the venue and the acoustics in the room, the drums can be overwhelming. Like, you're not even playing hard, and everyone's like, dude, you got you to stop. You're playing way too hard. Right. Way too yeah. You know, sometimes it's just it's hard to keep drums quiet. Yeah. And if, if the hall, if, if the room was a hall like, like we suspect it is, then you might get a lot of echo in that room. Um, so with acoustic drums, it might be, like, just, uh, overbearing loud so maybe that was their reason for that choice it's, and it's very controllable you know and it right. sounds that way so again listen there's no pros or cons you know it, it sounds good it sounds good yeah if it works it we're works we're yeah. really digging deep now you know yeah yeah well we can it's our show <laughs> well, no doubt um but i'm saying on the general overview you know it's 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 well it's a lot of positives so far yeah totally um i love the merch hanging and the fact they have a banner already it's their first show they got a banner and i love the fact they were hanging the t-shirts there and and dan was uh promoting the merchandise between the songs um so that was that's a definite plus for for them um i thought his rap was really good too dan like he's had a great sense of humor they did the toast with the you know promoting their drink they have they they made a uh a specific drink for the band. They they created this drink and they call it the Clanky Lincolns and they have the bartenders make it and it's a fantastic promotion idea. Um, I mean, it, it doesn't get any better than that it, as far as promoting the business and promoting what you're doing there. You're in a bar, you're selling drinks. Here you go. Here's a drink we made up. Go buy it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As long as it's good, people will drink it. Yeah. And I'm sure they tested it out. And then they all got it's the, somebody brought them all a, a drink, so they all had one, and they lifted it up and did a toast. And again, anything that promotes drinking is usually a good idea when you're playing in a venue that sells alcohol, and and your oh, success yeah. is based on how the alcohol sells, how alcohol sales go. Oh yeah. So, so um, that's a, a, another big plus. So, um, but I would I would caution, and, and I only watched 15 minutes, so I can't say what they did for the rest of the night. But they would play a song, stop, and then talk. Play a song, stop, talk. Play a song, stop, talk. And that's fine. But sometimes you want to play a song and then play another song right away. And then play another song right away. Uh, and the, thing, the way I like to look at it is the last note of the, the, 
the the song you're playing is the first note of the next song. So you string together um, songs that are in the same key or have a relatively same tempo, or the drummer just knows to start. You know, when when it's the end of that song, that's your one for the next song. Um, and there's a lot of drummers that I played with that are very good at that. So I hope that they're mixing that in to their night and creating a, a different sort of uh, uh, dictating the tempo of the night. You know, and when I say tempo, I don't mean BPMs, but, the, you know, the, the tempo of how things flow. You want to stop, sometimes talk and go and then play a song, play a song, play a song, you know, get people, uh, you know, and there's kind of an art to it that that comes with time and experimentation, but definitely want to mix it up and not just do the same thing all the time. And it also helps to cluster songs like five, six of the clip that'll work together that you can segue one to the next. Uh, that are similar in tempo, you know, and even on the set list, designate that, hey, we're going to do these four, five songs in a row, boom, 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 and then uh, there's going to be a little break to talk about X. Right. Yeah, plan it. Plan it ahead of time. You know, and, and it's okay doing things off the cuff, too. It seemed like Dan was kind of riffing, and he, I thought he was great. Dan's the guy who's, who has contacted us. I thought he was very likable um, on stage. Um and uh you know funny you know he made me laugh when i when i watched it so um so kudos to you dude for that you guys are definitely on to something just keep you know keep up the passion and and keep pushing it forward yeah Um, find it as you go you know yeah um and i did again we 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 mentioned this before with some recordings i did still hear some tuning issues i don't know if it I, I don't know. Did you hear the same thing? I heard like one of the guitars, it sounded like it was out of tune. I think it was the Telecaster. There was a, um, Dan was playing a, a Les Paul. I don't know if it was a Gibson or Epiphone. I couldn't tell, but, um, and the other guy is playing a Telecaster and it's, it, it sounded like it was out of tune. Um, some of the time and some of the vocals even were, it sounded a little out of tune. So, um, definitely want to listen back to yourself and, take a note of that and be honest with it um, and see if you can improve on that, especially the guitars. The guitars need to be in tune. Um, but I, I don't, did you hear the same thing? Or did... I, I did hear at one point something sounded out of tune. I couldn't identify exactly what it was. Right. Um, so that's something, you know, as, as a seasoned player, you, you, you know that you have to, you got to be in tune. Um, yeah, and check your tuning, you know, throughout the show while, while you have a break, you know what I mean? Yeah. Turn the volume off, and then you know you got tuner plugged into your little rig there. Just you know, go through the strings and just check it out. Yeah, it looked like Dan had this whole big pedal board. Where I'm sure he had a, a tuner on there. Um, the other guy, I didn't see a big pedal board, and I didn't notice if he had a tuner or not, like a a, a sound box tuner. Um, but yeah, as a guitar player, it's something you need to do constantly. You need to keep to keep yourself in tune because guitars go out of tune quickly. Especially when you're rocking. Oh, yeah. You know, and like you said, you may not notice it in, in the heat of excitement. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. That's a fundamental you want to practice so that you don't have to think about it. Um, so you can be in the heat of that excitement and not have to worry about it. Um, and the only other thing I noticed, dude, um, was uh, just there was at one point when they were talking and this is a pet peeve of mine. Uh, at one point, they were talk- one, uh, one of the guys was talking on the mic, and the other guy was talking too. And they were kind of stepping on each other. And when that happens, 
in the audience, you can't hear either one when both are talking. You, you can't understand what's happening. And that's, that's a thing that, that people do, and I've even done it probably a lot. Um, when somebody – like you, you get the thing that you want to say and you're not really cognizant of the fact that somebody else is talking on the mic and other people are listening to what that person is saying, and then you cut them off. And, and then it just sounds horrible. So you definitely want to practice that um, of letting people have – say what they want to say and then know when that space is when you can jump in and talk as well um, especially on a microphone agreed you know and it's it's hard enough like you said sometimes to hear depending on the acoustics of the venue one person talking you know speaking spoken voice not singing so like you said when you have other people talking over each other it becomes a muddy mess yes yeah and it takes discipline. Again, I've, the reason I know a lot of these things that I know, because I've screwed them all up at one point or another, probably more than once. Um, I, I've just been fortunate to have the years behind me where I've made so many mistakes and made them over and over again to now remember them and remember, okay, that's, that's something that I don't want to do or that I do want to do sometimes. Yeah. You shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> You say that to yourself and you had like, oh, I just did that thing again that I knew I was, I'm not supposed to do anymore, but I just did it again. Oh. We live and learn. We learn as we go, a friend of mine used to say. Yeah, and you try to remember the things that you should and shouldn't do and, and be aware <laughs> of them, right? Instead of keep doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, it all comes with practice. But this is where you and I, Tony, come in. We, we're we're trying to give you a shortcut. Say, here's what we did wrong, so don't do it wrong, too. <laughs> here's some things to definitely avoid, and here's some things you want to focus your energy on. Right. You know? And that's all. Yes. For what it's worth, right? Yes. So, again, thank you, Dan, for uh, being part of this whole little project of ours. It's really fun. Um, I, I like seeing the growth. I'm glad you guys um, got that first gig under your belt, and uh, keep us posted. You know, keep doing what you're doing and just making the tweaks. And, and I think you guys got something really good on your hands. Yes, I would agree, Steve. You know, these guys definitely, are, you know, they, they put in the time. It's, it's great to see them in their evolution through the journey, you know, and it's exciting. Yeah, it's fun. It's, I'm going to make a part of the movie when I make a movie. And I'm cool. going to make a movie. I promise. Mark my words, Tony. I'm going to make a movie. Mark, and mark my words. You'll have to, have, I need to be in it. Oh, yeah, of course. You're one yeah. of the stars, dude. Yeah, I like that. See? Community <laughs> Facebook community, you heard Steve Witchell say it tonight, right now. Why? <laughs> 17, 9.33 Eastern Standard Time. I'll be the star of his movie. A, a star, not the star. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Unless I get a trailer and a guy to bring me M&M's, I'm good. M&M's, we got you. Got you covered. Peanut. Yep. Caramel, whatever you want. Pretzels over here. Pretzels, yeah. Um, pretzels, baby. Man, these pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> All right, some mirth and merriment. Hardcore pretzels, baby. Yes. Um, it's a good name for a band, pretzels, baby. Well, that's that uh, commercial for what? What is it? Snyder's pretzels. Yes, pretzels, yeah. 
That's good. I want to change the name of my band, my weekend band. I have to approach this delicately, but maybe not even delicately. Um, because I think the, the name of the band is the Esplanade Band, and that's just that's a street in New Orleans in that corner, kind of borders the French Quarter. Explain what? Esplanade Band. That's the name of the band. I don't think it's a good Explain band or Lemonade Band. Huh? What? <laughs> you said the lemonade. <laughs> no, Esplanade. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> the lemonade band. The lemonade band. <laughs> Maybe we should call it the lemonade band. Um, Thanks. For lemonade? I just don't... I, it just seems silly. It doesn't... It, it all, all we're saying is it's... Okay, there's the street in New Orleans, and we're going to call it this. Because uh, the band I had that was the, the beginning of what it's turned into was called St. Rock. And St. Rock is a section of uh, of New Orleans, but it's spelled R-O-C-H. But we said our band is going to be St. Rock, S-T dot R-O-C-K. And this is the same band that is now Esplanade? It is, right. That is correct. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a version of it. It's uh, and it, how the, the band has evolved into a different, person mostly different personnel um you name it another street no i want it to be something cool like bad boys of bourbon street or bourbon street bad boys because we're all like we want we want to sell the whole rock thing like we're because the two singers they both look really good they're good looking guys they're both in good shape um and they they both bourbon streak and you guys play naked <laughs> bourbon streak Bourbon Street. That's funny. You can have guys run around the bar. See, Clanky Lincolns, take note. That is a gimmick right there that will definitely draw attention. Yeah. In New Orleans, you're allowed to do that. So. I know. I was saying Bourbon, bourbon Streak. Bourbon Street. Genius. I don't know if I want my willy hanging behind my bass like that. Yeah. But um, so I'm going to try and propose a name change and see what happens. I'm going to talk to them this week. And reinvent the whole thing, you know. Take new pictures. Bad, boy, bad boys of rock. Yeah, well, I want to incorporate the fact that we're in New Orleans, so I want to say like Bourbon Street Bad Boys. I think and that's a good name. BBB. The old cut. Bad boys, bad boys. What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? Yeah, we could do all that. Sure. No, what we're we're we really you? we're really focused on the rock kind of hard rock. The the. Uh, the popish hard rock and a little bit heavier type of stuff. All popular songs, but we we've really uh, dove into um, '90s. I know I've t- been talking about this now yeah, for '90s a while, but um, a lot of the '90s song. And let me tell you something, dude. I I had a meeting. Jim and I, the the other singer, got together this past week, and because um, he's going to take over the band. He um, the way it works here, um, one person calls the show so we got a, a six-piece band and one person is going to call the songs all night that's the way ideally you want it to to do it because it it's uh it it takes away of any confusion of what's what's going on you know who to look to and this yeah, way one person no, can direct no it balls, yeah yeah and we've been doing a lot of not that recently where you know two people are calling the show or there or three people are chiming in and it just it slows everything down it creates dead air and people walk out um so so he and i got together and i i just kind of i put together like a little powerpoint presentation of of a a direction we should head and and you know came up with objectives and and 
and uh, uh, action steps to take. And uh, and it was very productive. Um, and then this weekend, uh, this past weekend, um, he kind of called the show, but we had this new guy come in singing, and he was basically basically still a sub at this point, and he was picking in some of his own songs. So it's still kind of two people trying to figure it out. But on Saturday, we what we do is we do three sets, we take a half hour break, and we come back. And typically we, we do two sets. Um, and sometimes we'll do three more uh, if if it if we're doing well. But you can really dictate whether you're going to do well or not by the songs you play. So we started, you know, we started out strong in that third set uh, or the fourth set um, when we came back from break. And then as we we went on, as we got into the fifth set, um, we started playing the hits, man. The number ones, the, the A tunes, the can't misses. The your sweet child, don't stop believing, sweet home Alabama, walk this way. Uh, um, uh, uh, I want you to want me, uh, your love, just uh, summer '69, all the ones that everybody knows. And I know there's people that are going to listen to this and groan from that. But I tell you what, we packed the room, and at that point at night, you know, it's like after midnight, people are drunk, people don't care, they just want to hear songs they know. And then we ended up rolling another set as a result. Um, so, uh, so yeah. I was so, playing to the room, right? And rolling them into another set. Exactly that. Yeah. Well, not even playing to the room, but playing to the whole street and getting people to come into the room. Because they're going to walk by and hear Sweet Home Alabama, and they're going to go, oh, yeah, I love this song. And just go. I mean, this is... Yeah, that's I mean. You pull out all the, you know, all the, the tricks, all, all the hits, you know? Mm. Yeah, hey, what, what's 10 90s tunes you could rattle off that you're playing now that go over big? That go over big. Uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit is working great. Um, okay. uh, my Own Worst Enemy, I don't think that's 90s, though. I think that was 2000. Uh, but that works every time by Lit. Um, yep. Oh. We've been doing uh, Wonderwall. I I it has I haven't seen it work great yet, but we haven't done it at Crazy Corner. We've done it at the Swamp, but I think that's a good one to do because uh, everybody sings along with it. Uh, yeah. Now you put me on the spot. I have to think of the songs we're doing. Uh, we just started. No, that's not a '90s song. <laughs> uh, uh, I was gonna say Stone Temple Pilots songs we're doing, Interstate Love Song and Plush. I think they work well. I don't think they're killing. Um, okay. Um, what else are we doing? You doing any of the like, uh, you know, Everclear or, um, you know, Space Hog or any of those like, you know, mid nineties, the one hit wonders, the big hits that came and went quickly. No, we're not doing those, but those are good ideas. I'm gonna you know, Awesome down. Kingdom. Awesome um, Kingdom, I love man. I would do that. Toadies, you know, there's yeah, there's there's, there's a bunch of tunes man in there that would work. Yeah, I made I actually made a list uh, and wrote an article of the top fifty ninety songs that you need to know. Um, yeah. I already I published that a couple of years ago, and uh, there's some uh, some on there that we play, and I can't I I wrote it down, but I couldn't rattle them off all to you right now. What I got is one, yeah, uh, um, by Sublime. Santeria also that's the one that always works and we do that too um, oh yeah the Sublime song uh, so now I'm starting to remember okay 
uh, Pearl Jam, Alive. We're doing a live. That works. Um, uh, da, da, da. You know what we're doing? We're doing uh, Like a Stone, too. That's not 90s. Audio Slave. We're doing a yeah, Swamp. It yeah, it's, uh, I mean, with Cornell dying, that song um, sort of came back into the into the spotlight. And uh, it's a, it really is a good song. It's got a great groove. It's fun. Fun. All right. So, did you find? Did you end up finding this Kristen Conrad question? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Oh, you I'm did. Here. Okay. I've been perusing it. You've been talking. Oh, cool. Um. So, yeah. Our our uh, last topic of the evening will be this. Um, we have the Coverman Central group, which anybody can join, and you can post anything you like there. You can post your videos, pictures, your gig, uh, dates, your calendar, uh, link to your website, or you can ask questions. And a lot of people ask questions, which I really um. I really like and uh, really promote on here, but I like the ones that get a lot of feedback and you guys are all fantastic out there, this community of pitching in and trying to help other musicians out, which is the way it should be. So Kristen Conrad yesterday said, here's a question. My band is looking to expand into new venues, bars, con summer concert series, etc. We have not performed in before. What are the best strategies to get their attention? Go in person when the manager is there, have a snazzy, press kit point them to all our social media links webpage via email my band is a relatively active group that's been around for a while but we'd like to break into some new places and are looking for advice about the best way to get noticed eventually and eventually get booked so a uh, lot of good answers in here um uh now you said you've been perusing this any any of these answers stick out for you or do you want to add anything uh any answers that you haven't seen no they're all they're all really good you know and it's uh I mean, everyone I read as I went down had, had some kind of value to it, you know? And some of the takeaways are like the in-person thing, having your book ready when they have the calendar out, book more than the one date, you know? Something that I've also seen, you know, work that I didn't see in here was, let's say you get the opportunity to play a club and you know you can bring people to it, right? Like, that's the thing. You know you're going you're gonna to focus on getting into this one club, so you're going to pick, you know, the month that you're going to go, you're going to talk to people ahead of time and, you know, rally your, your people, so to speak, and start spreading the word that we want to play this place. When you ha you know, when you go, depending on the flexibility, if your calendar is somewhat full, like if the guy says to you, well, when can you play? I, we're wide open, man. We can play any time, you know? It's different conversation than when you say, well, I only have Friday the 5th and then I have... Saturday the 21st and I have then into the next month I have these two days of this weekend I have, I'm open you know if, if you give if you play it that way it also gives the the venue a sense that you are working you know and if you are working it's easier to get more work it's all about the relationship too right once you've played there they like you, you you've 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 added value you put money in the register like we always talk about but the in-person, you know, very rarely will someone call you back. It's persistence, you know. In my experience, the bands that get the most gigs are the ones where they're dedicated and persistent to hounding down the people that book the place. Or when you've played there, you become friends with the person that books the place. If it's one of the bartenders or if it's someone on the staff or if it's the owner, you know, and you develop a relationship that way. But if it's a brand new place you've never gotten into, you know, it's a, it's being able to convince the bar that 
you're going to add value to that night, you know, and also to not undersell yourself for what it is that you want to make for the night. So I don't know if that answers your question, Steve, but there was a lot of good answers along those lines. Yeah. I mean, that's all good stuff, Tony. It's, um, and you're, you're dead on with that. Um, I would just add, well, a lot of people, there were a lot of good comments here that I want to highlight. Um, uh, a lot of people mentioned about the, cause she said, uh, snazzy press kit. And, uh, a lot of people pointed out that you want to have an electronic press kit. That's the way to go now, not to have like an actual physical press kit, which is the way we used to do it. Uh, but you want to have an EPK electronic press kit. Yeah. You want something that directs them to what you do quick. Cause no one's going to sit there and right. go through a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Here's my site. Here's my page. Here's my Facebook page. I mean, that's what a lot of people do now, right? They send to your Facebook page. Here's a quick thing. You can click on this thing and see a video if you want, you know, they, they, something they can log on to on social media that bam, they see that you're active, you're up, you know, you look professional. That goes a long way. And the other thing I didn't touch on, which you may want to elaborate is booking agencies, you know? If you're not going to go it yourself or try to self book it, um, you know that can work. That can work to also. Yeah, that's an option, definitely. Um, if you have a somebody that you trust and is reliable and has a, a good track record too, you want to because some of them are shady. Oh yeah, and you know you have to read the contract, and if you don't know how to read it, you know find someone that can help you read it, or do some research online because it, the verbiage in contracts can be very one-sided and be crafted in a wordsmithing way that you know the average person is not going to be able to fully comprehend. Uh, yeah, you know, some hidden intention in there that may have legal, you know, recourses, or you may be bound through something in that agreement. But right. if so, if we steer away from booking agents and you're going to do it strictly on your own, then yeah, like all the things you said too, with with electronic and having something that you can quickly say, here, go check. Here's a business card with an you know a website on it. Check us out. Uh, give us a, you know. Even better if you have an iPad or something with you, you can you meet the guy face to face. Boom, you bring it up. Here's a thing. Here's a 15 second clip. Here's another thing. Here's a a, a video doesn't have to be professional greatest quality if it's from a club and it shows a ton of people there and you guys are on stage you know especially if you're back four because that that's just gonna yeah really win you you know is, is how many people are you bringing that's what they want to know yeah. you know if it's a place that has a built-in crowd and there's a line of bands waiting to get in that's a different conversation you right. know yeah but those are good points dude and uh, somebody else pointed that out too that he brings his laptop with him but i think what you said uh, an iPad is even better if you have it just a tablet because it's so portable and it's so easy to just bam like here here's our stuff um, and, uh, and you're buttoned up you know what I mean like when you're when you're having the conversation you're presenting like you're not you're not a schmo you know right yeah yeah you want to show that you're going to be like you said of value to the club owner or the club or the staff or everything you want to show value and you know I hammer this home man and and I I don't think enough people are still getting it, but you there's nothing wrong with you can never over promote yourself, and people are worried about that. Like I don't want to be a pain in the ass to other people, and and see you know screw all that, man. It, the people that really dig you are are going to be fine with what you're doing. Um, so have a Facebook page, have a Twitter, have an Instagram, have a, a, a LinkedIn, even. 
um, take pictures, take videos, talk about your band, promote your band, um, and and have all this stuff. Have all your ducks in a row with that. With you know, and YouTube, especially have YouTube and videos. You know, like you said, man. Just even if it's a short clip, the sound quality doesn't have to be great. If it shows that you're you got people there, and they're having fun, and they're drinking, and there you go. That's all the club owner wants. Club owners do not care how good you are. They really do not. They don't care how good a guitar player you are or what kind of strings you're using or anything like that. They want to know if you can sell drinks. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, and entertain the people, right? And, again, like you said, build on the relationship. You know, when you go there, you you know, you know, once you've, you've played a place a couple of times, you know, you start to know the people that are there. But when you're breaking yeah. into a brand new place, you know, you have to, like you said, you got to sell yourself to that, that club, you know, and the more stuff you have and the more professional you look and, uh, you know, you, you can convince them to give you an opportunity uh, to play there and, you know, willing to give you a, a chance. And, you know, it doesn't hurt if you know you're going to bring a ton of people say, hey, you know, man, this is like. You know, we're brand new. We've only played a couple of gigs. We're going to put a lot of people in the room. I can I could put 50 people in here, no problem. Right. You know, and, and knowing that you're going to deliver that. You don't want to tell the guy that and then 10 people show up. Right, yeah. And then they leave halfway through the night, too. But, but that can help sometimes, too. You know, like i got a lot of friends that are going to come out to see the band, and they're going to stay all night. They're going to stay late. You know, they're going to stay at least two sets after midnight. Yeah. Some people stay till the very end. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and Dan had with the Clanky Lincolns had mentioned that too in his email that he uh, that they didn't have a whole lot of people out there, but they did have some friends and family that came, and it's their first gig, and you know that's fine. You know they can they're just getting their feet wet. Um, and he got the second gig out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's smart about the way he's approaching it, and again, taking video. There you go, man. Have stuff. Have stuff. Make it look like you're busy, and you can you can even fudge that like by taking uh filming at your rehearsal or filming other behind the scenes stuff or just anything have have your friends come to the rehearsal studio have your like, really why not be like i'm joe owner let me know what you need <laughs> we'll put people in the room we'll take care of it that's you. a little throwback to last week if anybody wants hey, to know what that's about right but if you do if you are playing a gig and it's packed. Like, I remember we played New Year's Eve one year, and it had to be, like, you know, 500 people in the room all jammed in front of the stage. Like, you know, you're taking that video, panning across the crowd, you know, or if your friend of yours is in the crowd taking that, that you know, video yeah. in a bar, and there's a ton of people in there, and it's packed, and he's in the back of the room. That's great. Even if it's a cell phone, it may not be the greatest sound quality, but you can be like, here's here's a, here's what a fan shot at one of our other gigs. Right. You know, and they see the place packed out. That's helpful as well. Yeah, it's so easy now too, compared to how it used to be when we were growing up and coming up through this, where you had you didn't have inter internet, you didn't have cell phones, you didn't we didn't have any of this. You can now you can inst take a video and be live instantly. I mean, how crazy for free, by the way. Um, you know, it, it, there's no excuse. You have to promote yourself. You have to be on top of the the thing. And by the way. Um, this, if you're not in this practice already, you're, you're behind. You got to get on top of this because it never ends. You always have to sell yourself. I've been playing bass for 35 years. I still have to sell myself to people, to the audience, to other band members. And never that never stops. It, you're always going to have to do that. Um, so best get in that practice now, if you're just starting out. 
Yeah, and the one thing I would add that that doesn't change from when we grew up till now with this generation growing up is don't overpromise and underdeliver. Right. You know, don't sell somebody something that you can't deliver on because then your reputation starts to suffer. You know, you want to be known as Quickly. someone who's, you know, accurate with your word and honest. And, you know, if you do have a, a crappy night, you make a concession. We've talked about that in previous episodes, you know. Say to the guy, you know, you're going to pay me 500 bucks, pay me, you know, what do you want to pay me? You want to pay me 300 400 depending on, on what the turnout is, you know. And then if you do deliver and it's packed out, you can also have the conversation to say, well, you know, maybe we can play here again. Let's get another date on the books now, you know, at the end of the night when the guy's paying you. If that's the guy that books the band, if not, make sure he reports back to whoever that person is that they had a great night and they want you to have it back. And then, you know, that's the follow-up. You know, when hey, when is Jimmy in? Oh, Jimmy's in on Tuesdays and, and Wednesdays and Thursdays. Okay, so you play on a Saturday, you know, and the guy that books the band not going to be there till Tuesday. Maybe you stop by there Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday to make it a point to say, hey, man, just played here over the past weekend. We had a great time, brought a ton of people, Pete behind the bar. I don't know if he mentioned it to you. And, you know, then you get the relationship going that way, too. The follow-up is, is critical. Yeah, absolutely. And be friendly, be, you know, affable. Just, you know, if it's a bar and you like to drink, go in there and buy a beer and talk to the bartender and just be be a human and be like a normal person. And um, and people will dig that. They'll, you know, you don't have to overly promote your band at that point. You can just be, you know, being a nice person and being a human being. Um, and But that will take you far you know because people will trust you right away so yep, those, absolutely those are good, good stuff yeah but tons, good. it was great man thanks for everyone's feedback it was, it was a lot of good good information in there so go to the page and read down scroll through the post and you'll, you'll see a bunch of really good ideas yeah very good um uh, and i really uh, uh love seeing this on in the group um a lot of people will just kind of promote their gigs in the group and that's fine but you're you're kind of you're kind of uh aiming at the wrong audience not that musicians won't go see other musicians play but is that really the audience that you're going for so i like the people use that are using this group for discussion and for learning uh, rather than just for self-promotion although again it's fine you can do whatever you like with this page that's uh, with the group and if you're not part of uh, uh, it just search cover band central on facebook and look under groups and uh you you need to uh, ask to join but you will be approved um and uh and they're helping the community of musicians, their fellow brothers and sisters, you know, yeah. which is what it's all about. Yeah. Everybody in this group is cool. Nobody's, uh, you know, being a, a jerk or anything. Um, so I really dig that. Uh, all right. What you got? You got rehearsal tomorrow, you said, huh? I do. We're going to get together and jam tomorrow night some tunes because with all the vacations going on, we have a small window. We can get together and make some music. So we're going to enjoy that tomorrow night. Awesome. Are you learning any new songs for this or just jamming? Now, we always have new songs, like, on the list to learn. Uh, you know, whether we're going to work on them tomorrow night is uh, something to be seen. But we, we have a big uh, Labor Day party that we do every year down at LBI. And this year, Steve is actually going to be on vacation uh, that weekend because it's on Labor Day weekend. Mm -hmm. So we have uh, two fill-in uh, guys. So we have to get some set lists together and some songs and you know, we have to do a U2 medley of some sort of a bunch of tunes, maybe four or five or six U2 songs and do like a big block. Oh, cool. Uh, got a sax player coming, so it should be fun. Nice. Who's the fill-ins? Anybody I know? 
Uh, I, I haven't met them yet, but I, I oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> Jim great. knows them. Jim, Jim, who's hella played uh, a wedding with these guys, and uh, in the past, in a pinch, we have called them. Uh, we had a gig, and then uh, the gig ended up getting canceled because of the weather. It was an outdoor. Uh, it was the LBI, you know, a couple of years ago when when uh, there was a storm that weekend, high winds, flooding, pouring rain. So it was an outdoor party. So it got canceled. Uh, so we're going to do it again this year. Uh, but it's gotcha. been like the third or fourth, fifth year maybe at this point that we've played it. But it'll be the first time with the subs. So I will find out who they are. I'll report back next week. Cool. I love LBI. I miss LBI. It's so much yeah, fun. Yeah, we're going to go down on vacay. Uh, I'm out the, the uh, first week of August, like that last weekend of uh, July into the first week of August. I will be away down the beach. Right on. So we're going to have to skip our, our uh, wisdom hour that week, but that's okay. We are we're generally here once a week. Um, but it's been pre-recorded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need that, right? As yeah. Recorded. On Wisdom Hour. Yes, because we're live now, but when people are listening, we may not be live, and uh, it's this whole Matrix type of thing. I don't know. All right. <laughs> That's good, good stuff. Wisdom Hour number 13 comes to a close. We're on Facebook, Carbon Central. Tony's band. What's your band? Tell them about your band. Oh, I can't hear. The Wise and Armors band. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.